This is the Sergio Rodriguez Show. Welcome, everybody, to the Sergio Rodriguez Show, a show unlike any other. Today, NCAA bracket time. It's been two years because, obviously, last year, due to COVID, everything was canceled. But we're back. We're back with the NCAA tournament. I'm pumped. My favorite time of the year. It's like Christmas for me. We're going to do something really cool. We're going to release two shows. Today's show is going to deal with the Midwest bracket. Spearheaded by the number one seed, Illinois, fighting Illini. And the South region, which is spearheaded by Baylor. Remember that all these games are in Indiana. Now, none of these games are obviously at the uh, at the regional sites based on COVID, and everybody's going to be in the same uh, in the same state, basically in the same area in Indiana. So the region names are really more just that, just names. They're really no one's really you know regionalized now for purposes of earning a uh, an ability to stay close. Tomorrow, we will release the East and the West part of the brackets for anybody that's going to wait for me to fill out their brackets. That'll be that'll be cool. And, uh, you know, I, I, I wish you guys a lot of luck. I know everybody does this. Everybody puts a pool in. What we're going to do is I thought I'd do something real cool. I'll go down every game. We'll go through the brackets. And then I'll also give you a team that I think... And a, a, a fifth seed or higher that could, you know, uh, cause a little madness in the tournament in each bracket. I'll give you a first round upset for all those people that are in pools where, you know, brackets are or points are given based on the upsets. And then I will also give you a best game because I think that that's obviously that's obviously something that that becomes a factor also as you sit down to watch games. Not everybody's a basketball junkie like myself, but you know, if you're going to sit down and watch a game, I'll tell you which game in each first round is a must must watch. I mean, and let's kick it off in the Midwest, you know, game one in the Midwest, I'm going to tell you that is not going to be very entertaining with the one seed Illinois playing Drexel. Illinois is going to clearly advance in that game. There's not much to say about that game. Uh, you know, that, that Illinois team comes in playing really well. I'm not really going to get too much into them because as the, as, as we move on here, I will get into them. I deal, but the 116 game, listen, there's a reason there's only half the, uh, there's only been one one upset in in as many years of a 116. And I don't expect that to happen this time around. Game two is probably gonna be the best game of the bracket in the first round. Loyola Chicago versus Georgia Tech. Now, Loyola Chicago is a team that a couple of years ago made it to the final four. Porter Moser, good coach. Guy that obviously can coach against anyone in this tournament. A lot of people will tell you that Loyola Chicago's team this year is better than the one that went 
to the final four and 18. But, you know, the thing with these tournaments is that a lot of it plays with luck and matchups. And Georgia Tech, who comes in as the champions of the ACC, and a lower seed because they're the nine seed, I believe have one thing that is going to stop them from losing this game. They don't turn the ball over. If you look at the turnover margin for the teams across the country, Georgia Tech is in the top 10 of turnover margin. They just don't turn the ball over. And in these games, the things that get these teams upset are two things. One, turning the ball over. Although, listen, it's an 8-9 game, so I'm not really going to go too crazy about an upset here. Loyola is a higher seed. But my point is that teams that normally from a smaller league that beat teams from bigger conferences do two things. One, they either have to shoot the ball and they got to force turnovers. Loyola Chicago does shoot it pretty well. They're in the top 50 in the country. But they're going to have to turn Georgia Tech over, and I just don't think that's going to happen. I like Georgia Tech in that game. The 5-12 game is an interesting one. Tennessee, the 5 against Oregon State, the 12. You know, Tennessee is the team that I feel that's a five-seater higher that can get to the Final Four. Tennessee's got everything you would need, everything you would need to make a run in this tournament. Number one. Coaching, Rick Barnes can flat out coach. Been here a million times. Number two, turnover margin. I mentioned that with Georgia Tech. Tennessee's in the top 30. Opposition, points allowed. They they keep teams in the low 60s while scoring in the 70s. Tennessee's good. They have a freshman guard named... Jaden Springer, who leads them in scoring. I'm telling you, this team's athletic. They can play either style in this tournament, which is big on a short turnaround. Tennessee wins this game. Tennessee's a team to keep your eye on in this bracket. The 4-13 game is Oklahoma State and Liberty. Oklahoma State, has the number one pick in the in the NBA draft in Cade Cunningham. Everyone knows that. I will tell you, this is a game I don't expect Oklahoma State to get beat. But, but, if you are someone who likes Tennessee to advance to the Sweet 16, you might want to pencil in Liberty here. And I'm going to tell you why. Liberty, good shooting team. Okay. Liberty's also someone who played Purdue this year, played Missouri, beat South Carolina, beat Mississippi State. You know, and they enter, um, you know, they enter the tournament hot right now. They've won about 12 or 13 games in a row. 
look, again, are they going to be a decisive underdog in this game? Yeah, especially because Oklahoma comes in, or Oklahoma State, I should say, comes in with the nation's best player. But Liberty's got the recipe to knock you off. I'm going to pencil in Oklahoma State, but keep your eye on Liberty that game. The sixth seed, San Diego State, plays Syracuse. You know, Syracuse is going to win this game. Syracuse, who was lucky to get in, they were on the bubble, got in, actually got in as an 11 seed. They didn't even have to play the playing game, so I guess they shouldn't even, I'm not, I shouldn't even say they were lucky. They they got in, and they were obviously not even having to play a play-in game. So, I believe Syracuse is going to win this game. They're coming in right now extremely, extremely hot. The way they were playing, they were shooting the ball well coming in. Played well in the ACC tournament, lost on a buzzer beater to Virginia. Buddy Beheim right now is one of the better guards in this tournament right now in terms of getting his own. He's a, he's a walking bucket right now. Syracuse is another team who does not turn the ball over. They're in the top 25 in turnover margin. That plays. That really plays. The only thing that would concern me here, if I were a Syracuse fan, now I'm going to pick Syracuse to win this game. Because I think Syracuse, like I said, is playing well. But the only thing that would concern me is San Diego State has done a very good job of shooting the three this year. And their front court of Mitchell and Shackle provide a lot of girth for a team that's not in a Power 5 league. That could be a factor, but I still like Syracuse in that game. West Virginia, the three-seed plays Moorhead State. I, I, I'm i not really even going to get into this game. Moorhead State looked good in their tournament, in their conference tournament, but West Virginia is just too good, too good right now for Moorhead State. Clemson, the seven seed, plays Rutgers, the 10. It might, what might be the most boring game of the entire, entire tournament for the first round. And when I mean boring, I'm talking about this is going to be 49-48, you know, Five minutes to go, bad shooting, you know, missed foul trouble, missed dunks, missed lay. It's going to be one of these old school Big East games because that's just the style that both teams need to play to win. I'm going to go with Clemson because Rutgers has two things that are really alarming to me. They're one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the country. They're in the 290s. That's alarming to me. And Clemson, on the other hand, is one of the better defensive teams, particularly in the half court. And I think this team, this game is going to be played in the half court. So I'm going to go with Clemson in that game. Houston, the two seed plays Cleveland State. Cleveland State, well-coached team. Dennis Gates, a nice, nice, really nice coach. Okay. 
done a great job turning that program around. I think they had about four or five consecutive 20 losing seasons. And he turned this program around. But Houston's just going to have a little bit too much. We go to round two where I have Illinois beating Georgia Tech. The Fighting Illini. They have a top seven or eight draft pick in Ayu DeSomno. And we spoke about we spoke about Illinois having a little bit too much early. They're just going to have a little bit too much for Georgia Tech or whoever comes out of there, but I have Georgia Tech. Illinois rebound margin is going to be huge in this game. I mean, they're a top 10 team rebounding. Coffee Cockburn, I mean, just they have everything. Point guard play, they don't shoot it as well as you would like from the point guard position. Uh, Corbello is, is not a great shooter, but they have enough of everything to, I mean, listen, they're, they're a one seed for a reason. They win that game. Tennessee, Oklahoma state. If you get that matchup, that's going to be a phenomenal game. I'm going to go with Tennessee. I really, really like Tennessee in this tournament. I feel that they're going to have enough answers to get through everything. Um, That'll be a fascinating, fascinating game if you get a chance to watch it. If we get a chance to watch it and we get that matchup in round two. Syracuse, West Virginia. West Virginia is going to roll here. You know, the thing with West Virginia and Bobby Huggins is that Bobby Huggins' teams are so damn impressive with how hard they play and how they keep on coming at you in waves. They rebound. They shoot the three well, and they don't turn the ball over. Those are all recipes for a team that's going to be playing in the Sweet 16. Houston and Clemson round up the final game on that day. Houston's going to beat Clemson. I, I just can't see a scenario where Houston loses to either Clemson or Rutgers, whoever comes out of there. Their ability to play defense, holding opponents in the 50s. They're in the top three in the country. And then on top of that, they're in the top 50 in scoring. I just feel that it's going to be first team to 60 in that game, and Houston's going to get to 60. And I don't see Clemson or Rutgers, whoever's there, you know, getting to 60. But I like Clemson in that game one, but I, I, I do see them getting beat by Houston. The final four of that bracket, I have Tennessee beating Illinois. Tennessee is my sleeper. I said it. I've been, I, I, I just, when I saw the brackets come out, I was hoping they would get a four. They ended up with a five, little tougher first round game with Oregon State. But I think that in this game will be the game that Corbello gets a little bit exposed as someone who's going to have to develop his shooting over the next couple of years to get, to get the Illini where they need to get to. I'm going to go with Tennessee. I, I I just believe that this is going to be a team that's going to make a lot of noise in this tournament. West Virginia over Houston in game two. I feel that West Virginia is battle-tested, better, better league, better athletes. And they're going to win a game that will be high scoring. Outside of the Tennessee-Oklahoma State game, I think if we get a West Virginia-Houston game, that'll be the next best game we could watch in this entire uh, tournament.
tournament, in this bracket, I should say. West Virginia and Tennessee in my Elite Eight matchup. I have West Virginia going to the Final Four. I think West Virginia is primed. Bobby Huggins, who got his 900th win this year and should be in the Hall of Fame. It's a travesty that he's not. I believe he's going to get this done. And Bobby Huggins will take West Virginia to the Final Four as the champions of the Midwest Conference. In the South, in the South, the number one seed, we go to the top, Baylor hosts Hartford. Hartford, who's getting in there for the first time in what seems like, I mean, just, forever right that you've seen them play actually meaningful basketball in 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 Hartford I mean I believe th- this probably could be the this might be the first time they actually are in the tournament I mean I knew they were they were pretty good they were pretty good a bunch a bunch of years ago but I don't think none of those teams got to the uh got to the dance I should know that right I should know that um their head coach, John Gallagher, is uh, a guy that's done a phenomenal job rebuilding that program, but they're running into a buzzsaw in Baylor. Game two, which is the 8-9 matchup, is North Carolina and Wisconsin. Look, contrast in styles in this game. North Carolina loves to use their size inside. I mean, there's a reason why they're top five rebounding team in the country. Wisconsin, on the other hand, is one of the worst rebounding teams in the country. Here's the flip side. Wisconsin is in the top 70 in shooting from the outside behind the arc. North Carolina, 270. The style's going to make the fight. I'm going to go with North Carolina in this game. But this might be as big a toss-up game as you could have in this tournament. The 5-12 matchup, Villanova and Winthrop. Winthrop is going to be my first-round upset of this bracket. I think Winthrop's going to upset Villanova in this game. Now, look, probably a trendy pick. For some people in the bracket, people love those 12-5 upsets. Here's where I think Villanova's going to struggle with Winthrop. Without having Gillespie, their guard play is shaky. Ball handling is shaky. Winthrop plays 10 or 11 guys consistently. And if you guys remember when I had Joe Lenardi on earlier in the year, I mentioned this to him about Winthrop being one of the teams that I liked way back in late January because you could just see the way that their style was suffocating people in the Big South. Villanova struggled this year. The worst game they played, and it was with Gillespie, they struggled with St. John's, 
who plays a similar style to Winthrop in terms of numbers and how they, they use the people on the bench. Now, the one thing I will say about Winthrop is that they didn't play one single quad one opponent this season. So you can sit there and say, well, Sergio, they're untested. Yeah, probably. But year after year, Winthrop is good. And year after year, that Big South is more competitive than people give it credit for. I'm going to take Winthrop beating Villanova in that game. Purdue and North Texas in a game that'll be fun, okay? Because North Texas actually produced the four, North Texas the 13. North Texas is, you know, one of the better shooting teams in the country. They're in the top 30 from three, which I told you is a recipe to get an upset. And they hold the opposition to under 60. The difference is they're not playing the same schedule Purdue does. Okay, and Matt Painter is as professional and as a big-time, big-game coach as you will find in this tournament. Not to mention, the tournament is in Indiana. So whatever percentage of fans are there, I'm sure we'll be rooting for Purdue. I'm going to roll with Purdue in that game. Texas Tech, the sixth seed versus Utah State, the 11. I've heard some people tell me Utah State, Utah State, Listen, Texas Tech is winning this game. Better league, better tested. And with Matt McClung and Kyler Edwards, I just cannot see them not winning this game. The three-seed Arkansas versus Colgate, the 14 seed, will be one of the most entertaining games of this entire tournament. Now, you might say the three versus the 14 well, let me tell you something. Arkansas can flat out fill it up. 80 plus points a game. Colgate is the second ranked scoring team in the country. So you're going to get a track meet here. Teams that can shoot it. Teams that, well, you know, Arkansas loves to score in transition. They'll put up a lot of threes. They score a lot from three in volume. Colgate shoots a lot of threes and scores from three. With efficiency, because they're in the top 15 in shooting. What's going to be the biggest difference in this game? I would tell you probably depth and rebounding on Arkansas's end. Take Arkansas as the three seed. The seven seed Florida takes on Virginia Tech in a weird game. You know, this was probably the hardest game for me to select in this bracket. There was just nothing that I found that I liked about either team. And don't forget that Florida coming in to this year was supposed to be much better than a seven seed. And they had, they lost Keontae Johnson, who collapsed on the court, as most of you guys will remember, sometime in December. Um, and, you know, he is, you know, obviously an NBA talent, conference player of the year type. I don't know what to expect from this game. This is the one game where, you know, I'm really going to go and I made my selection based on one thing and one thing only, okay? I think Virginia Tech is a little better defensively. That is it. 
There's really nothing else that really separated these teams or stood out to me. I saw both teams play at least twice this year. Nothing that I saw separates these teams. I'm going to go with Virginia Tech in this game. Ohio State, the two-seed against Oral Roberts. Not much to say here. Ohio State is just going to be too much for Oral Roberts. Go back to the top. Baylor, North Carolina. There's a reason why North Carolina has been an eight-seed this year. Inability to score from the outside. And their free throws sometimes, man, they leave you wanting for more. Baylor wins that game. I think early, maybe the maybe even at the half, you might have a five, six-point game. But I think that'll be a double-digit win for Baylor. I just think they just have too many answers for North Carolina. Winthrop and Purdue. I, you know, I struggled with this game also because I think that Winthrop I think that Winthrop could get Purdue also. Like they got, like they, like I, like I think they're going to get Villanova. But I'm going to go with Purdue in this game based on one thing and one thing only. And I said it earlier, Matt Painter. And I think their size might be a little bit too much for Winthrop. Texas Tech over Arkansas in game two. Or in game three, I should say, in that 3-6 matchup. You know, Texas Tech battle-tested. The SEC, although was better than I thought earlier in the year, still not as good anywhere near as the Big 12. Texas Tech advances in that game. Then I have Ohio State. Beating Virginia Tech in that 210 matchup, Chris Holtman, you know, a guy who has one day he's gonna win a national title. I really believe that he, he can he can coach. He showed it again against Illinois in the Big Ten final. And he gets it done. I mean, that's just I I I believe Ohio State's a team that's 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 gonna be a problem for some in this tournament. The final four of the bracket or the Sweet 16 game, the first Sweet 16 game, Baylor and Purdue. I have Baylor advancing in that one. In game two, Ohio State and Texas Tech. I have Ohio State advancing in that one. I'll tell you what. If you get Baylor-Purdue and Ohio State-Texas Tech for a Sweet 16 in that region, that'll be phenomenal must-watch basketball. And in the Elite Eight game, I have Baylor going to the final four over Ohio State in what will make it a Baylor-West Virginia Big 12 final four matchup, which, look, they've been the best league, and I believe they're going to prove it in in this tournament. I have in that game, Baylor beating West Virginia and going to the championship game. If you want to know who my championship final is going to be, Baylor versus X, you're going to have to tune in tomorrow 
when we break down the West bracket and the East bracket, and we will tell you who Baylor is going to play in the final and who is going to be crowned the 2021 Final Four National Champion. You've been listening to the Sergio Rodriguez Show, a show unlike any other.